0: Good Monday afternoon, everybody. Here's our last episode of the day. Happy to welcome in Jordan Royburn of the Daily Gold. Jordan, uh, we had a monster move last week in precious metals. In fact, actually, you could probably arguably say there were two weeks straight of big moves, specifically in gold. But looking at last week, uh, gold was up 2.5%, kind of right around that, closing around that 1865 level on the spot price. You know, this was a big move. It broke through a lot of that resistance. People were saying it was going to be tough to get through 1830. It took a little bit to finally get through that and close, you know, $30 well above it. And I know you're a conservative guy. Uh, you know, you don't like to get terribly excited, but so you, you, it's hard to not get excited about this move when it technically did what it said it needed to do.
1: Yeah, I mean it's significant. It's a first important step. Um, I think looking at the weekly candle chart, I noticed that gold quite a few times has been able to bounce off seventeen fifty. So it hasn't closed below seventeen fifty in a while. It was able to hold that despite trading below it uh a few times. And uh now it's pushing up towards nineteen hundred. So that is the next stop. Hopefully, gold can just reach 1,900 and just test it. It doesn't have to break above 1,900 uh, for it to be significant because if you look at the monthly chart, gold, since it peaked, I mean quite a few times it's traded above 1,900 but closed below it on a monthly basis. So the 1,900 on the monthly chart, that's really the key. And by the way, you can look at the weekly, monthly, and quarterly charts. They're all showing 1,900 significant resistance so that's something i'm going to be watching at the end of this month is resistance at 1900 the only way this can uh completely reverse is if we were to see gold correct and then close the month a little over two weeks from now below 1820 1825 that's when you would have a failed breakout but it was it, it was it was like a mini breakout as a five month breakout i know that gold Bulls and bugs get really excited over any kind of strength, um, especially when you're trying to come out of a correction. But that the the real significant move would be gold making a weekly and monthly close above 1,900. When that happens, then we know that the correction is really in the rear view mirror, and the market is very close uh, to be able to uh, to trend you know higher to make new all time highs. But we're not at that point yet. I mean, as long as we haven't made that close above 1900 on a weekly and monthly basis, we're not at that point yet. And so that's kind of my guess. It's just a guess, but I am thinking maybe we see gold trade up to 1900 on the daily chart and then we correct for a little while. You know, maybe that correction will be the correction that's associated with uh rate hikes. Uh that's another thing about the rate hike is typically gold has a uh, decline wow. for several months or a few months before that first rate hike even when the market is strong you can look at 2004 that's one example so that's something to keep in mind so it's definitely a very good sign but I don't think it's it's time to get uh, extremely bullish just yet I-
0: Jordan, we had Sam Broom on last week. He's from Sprott here, and he was mentioning a few things he'd like to see in a big move in gold to kind of, you know, kind of win to our sales type of move. And he mentioned he'd like to see lots of volume, big, big moves on big volume. You know, from what you're seeing, your technical standpoint last week, were we seeing good volume coming into the buying?
1: I haven't really looked at that. I don't pay a huge attention to volume, but I mean, it is significant. Uh, but I would say uh, the real, the number one thing, in my opinion, that we really need to see, which I didn't mention but should, a, should have, is gold needs to outperform the stock market. Now, gold is starting to gain a little strength against bonds. If you look at gold against TLT, I like the look of that chart. Uh, gold against foreign currencies, another way to look at that is just gold multiplied by the dollar index. Uh, last week, that closed at a new fifty-two week high, so that was the real breakout. Was gold is doing very well against foreign currencies, and that's a good sign because that you know in the last twenty plus years, uh, gold against foreign currencies before the majority of the major moves has strengthened before the gold price in dollars. So we have that. That's another good thing. But Trevor, the bugaboo, as always in recent years. Uh, gold against the stock market mm-hmm. that ratio has not picked up that much it's still really weak and so that to me is the real, that's the last thing i mean if gold is going to break above 1900 and explode above 2100 make that next big breakout move uh that it needs to outperform the stock market so that to me is uh i'm not throwing cold water on the volume analysis because that's important but to me the most important thing now moving forward, is gold against the stock market. That's what we need. When we see that turn in favor of gold and that sustains, uh, that's going to be the signal that gold is getting pretty close to making a major breakout.
0: Can we talk about your thoughts on the stock market here for a little bit? I just was curious, you know, your general sense of where we are here because there's a lot of mixed analysis here when it comes to, you know, things like the S&P and the NASDAQ and the Dow. A lot of people saying they're starting to see topping patterns, but fundamentally, we're talking about a Fed that is tapering. They're not stopping. They're tapering their purchases. They aren't even talking about increasing rates yet, supposedly. So by all means, easy money, uh, easy flow into the stock market, and lo- other people are saying we could see 5,000 on the S&P. You know, what are you seeing here from the general markets here that you know maybe it's worth noting?
1: great question uh i'm less keen on that uh than other people uh you know if we go back three or four months two or three months maybe i mean there were some indications that the market could be headed for a sustained correction and um you know we are we are seeing people get excited again i think some of the sentiment indicators we have to keep an eye on those for the stock market because Again, go back a couple months. You know there were these negative divergences, but some of the sentiment indicators and in the money flows were not too extreme. So maybe we need to see, too You know, the market move higher, and then there's kind of like an all-in type deal where, as far as fund managers and you know retail uh, sentiment polls. If we get a, a another like higher to five thousand, and we see all those sentiment indicators are really going to the extremely bullish side, you know that could be an indicator that the market is headed for a sustained and significant correction. Uh, but you know, just in the very big picture, something to keep in mind: the stock market. I mean, it's about corporate profits, and it's also just in recent times it's been about capital flows because you can't make any money in bonds at 1 or 2% and uh even you know the high quality corporate bonds you know the yields on those have been much lower than normal that people have had to go into d- junk bonds to get a decent yield so it, the the market has done really well uh because of capital flow so that's i mean that's also it's important to study that in addition to all the technicals because if we get um You know, if we get a bump up in rates next year uh, by, you know, a a couple percent, uh, that's going to impact. I mean, if inflation persists and that occurs, that's going to start to impact capital flows. And so that's what can uh, impact the stock market along with uh, the perception of uh, stagflation that that could also be an issue for the market uh,
0: let's let 's chat about the bonds right now i mean obviously we 're seeing uh, an increase in the ten year treasury note that 's usually what I keep an eye on. a lot of other people do uh, but the out out later into the curve, the thirty year is also rising a tad bit the twenty year still has a greater yield than the thirty year which is interesting so the, this curve you know we don 't talk a whole lot about the curve, but it 's interesting to watch. Because early in the curve in the one, two, three months, as I'm seeing it, they're all at point zero five, and then it starts increasing until you get to the twenty year that's just below two, but the thirty year's even below that um you know I don't know if are we making too much out of these little moves here in the bond market, or is there something to be taken away from this
1: Well, the something to be taken away from it is um if we're looking at the 30 year, that's sort of been trending down a little bit. Um, and, uh, so we're, we're seeing, you know, deflationists and disinflationists will point to that. Bonds are, they're such a major issue. I just think looking at next year, they're an issue because if long-term yields, start coming down and the fed is hiking you know of course that brings that flattens the yield curve and and uh potentially brings it closer to another inversion so that i mean that's something to keep in mind i mean that's one scenario um whereas the other scenario is inflation is not transitory And, you know, maybe it doesn't increase, but it hangs around these levels enough where uh, the Fed hikes and long-term yields start to pick up a little bit, you know, and then you start to get, at the same time, you start to get worries about stagflation if uh, growth isn't stable enough. So I I guess what I'm saying with the bond market, I I I think it's too early right now to Infer a real message from the bond market, but I mean make no mistake about it. It's extremely important It's the largest market And uh, I'm kind of in a a wait-and-see mode Mm. with respect to long-term yields I mean, I I think the Fed is gonna hike but again, it's unclear to me whether Long-term yields are going to Decline or if they might be able to uh, bump back higher next year while the Fed hikes. I'm just I'm unclear uh, of that right now.
0: Well, that's the, the prospects of the Fed rate hike, I mean, the markets kind of moved that forward a little bit, maybe earlier than it was last month. I mean, we were talking, I think last time you and I were chatting, Jordan, we th- thought we saw data about a 40% chance, 45% chance in June. Well, I think that's jumped up to about 60% in june and maybe a 30 35 chance in may um i guess it's kind of wait and see it's hard to you know who's is the market going to be right or are they going to be wrong in this type of situation but we are seeing those those data points kind of creep up a little bit earlier and
1: earlier aren't we yeah we have been over the last couple months and so the, the market is basically discounting uh one rate hike and i think they've also I haven't looked at it, but I think they've priced in about three rate hikes about yeah. uh, by the end of next year, or if it's not by the end of next year, it's by, uh, you can add another month onto that. So that's, I mean, that's a question if they're going to be able to hike that much. Um, again, I, I'm not really certain, but I, I do think that we're probably going to see the first hike around the middle of next year, you know, give or take. I think if it's it's more likely to be before that than after that, so I like the May June period right now. But obviously that changes with the economic data, and you know as it pertains to our sector and also the dollar, which is the, the dollar's ripping higher. Uh, the uh, you know the dollar has put in a lot of peaks historically around the time the Fed has started hiking rates. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um so that's kind of how I see it. I think the yeah, I have more confidence in my view on the short end of the curve rather than the long end. I think it's clear that the Fed's going to hike next year. Probably going to be able to hike at least twice. That's just my guess. And you know, depending on how precious metals and commodities act Leading into that hike, I mean, if they're weak and they correct some leading into that hike, then it will it'll probably set up a pretty good bounce coming out of it. Jordan,
0: because you mentioned the sector here, let's talk about how you're looking at playing some of these junior gold equities. Uh, You know, officially tax loss selling isn't over, but it seems like perhaps maybe the worst is behind us already because we are seeing a pickup and a bid for a lot of the well-established, well-managed, good project type companies here the way you see it are you starting to allocate more capital these plays are you still in kind of wait to see throughout the month
1: i'm in a wait and see mode i mean we have to see if if, because it's possible that gold could route the rally a little bit more here but then it peters out it falls back down and gold's weak at the end of the year and so maybe the the weaker juniors you get another round of tax loss selling um so that's uh that's interesting to me uh, to keep an eye on those names, but it, I, I think I mean I've just noticed that the as you pointed out, yeah, the quality names they're they've gotten a strong bid recently, and their charts are much stronger. Like you can see that they're above the moving averages, they're trending out, they're in bullish formations. Whereas anything else that's struggling, those things are probably going to need gold to make a weekly and monthly close above 1,900 before we get some traction. You know that that's really that's really the line right now, you know, call it the 50 yard line for like <laughs> lack of a, to use a football analogy for lack of a better analogy. But, uh, I know it's interesting because, it, uh, people should, they, they should think about that and consider because even the, you know, they're the more type op- optionality type plays. I mean, there could be a lot of value in that area. Um, if you're able to get into something before gold breaks, 1900, uh, but then it breaks 1900 not too long after that, so that's that's something to keep in mind. I think that yeah, that 1900 level is going to be key. I think when we make a weekly and monthly close above that, you know, my prediction now based on my historical analogs is uh, next spring, maybe sometime early March. That's what my analogs are saying, which they're not a prediction, but they're just a guide. Mm-hmm. So consider that as a time frame, but um you know that that'll give you some that that can give us some time to still get into the quality plays but also time to uh research and look at those things that haven't moved much and are going to need the the help of the gold market to get going
0: uh a pleasure to have you on once again uh I just want to extend a well wishes and a happy thanksgiving to you cuz it'll probably be december until you and i uh, catch up again and in talk shop here so happy thanksgiving
1: my friend hey thanks buddy well i wish the same to you and uh, all the best to you and your family and definitely look forward to speaking again in december all right
0: that's jordan royburn everybody we will uh, we're actually that's it for the day we'll be back again tomorrow morning with the morning briefing so until then have a great evening and be well